very special episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm going to be covering the upcoming election on November 3rd. This is a do-or-die situation. This is a situation where over the weekend we saw the Biden bus go through Texas and have aggressive and violent protesters Trump terrorists, as I call them, weaving in and out aggressively in traffic in an attempt to run the Biden bus off of the road. And this was all caught on video. The police have been made aware of it. Tag numbers have been passed out. Identifications of these people, it's all well aware. The FBI is currently investigating this as domestic terrorism. One of the trucks with 50 Trump flags on his truck waving in the wind ran the vehicle of one of Biden's staffers off the road, ran into him and ran them off the road and continued on. That's a hit and run, my friends. That is illegal. It is also against constitutional law to harass and intimidate voters. And that's exactly what they're doing while on the road, campaigning and promoting for their furor, all the while, trying to run the Biden bus, which was on its way to campaign in Texas on its own, which they have every right to do under constitutional law and the amendments that protect us, constitutionally speaking. But for some reason, and of course they get applause from Trump for this, his response to the entire ordeal was, oh, you've got to love Texas, just like his response to the ordeal in South Carolina back in 2017 when the neo-Nazis, the Ku Klux Klan, and Aryan Brotherhood, and the Proud Boys all marched the streets with pitchforks and torches, chanting, you will not replace us, and screaming and shouting anti-Semitic remarks and derogatory terms towards blacks, Hispanics, Arabs, and Jews. And Trump called them very fine people. This is the same Trump who applauded these Texas lunatics for doing what they did to the Biden campaign outside of Austin. And you're asking me why I'm so anti-Trump. He has always been this way. He's a shit stirrer. He's a snake oil salesman, a career con man, and a shit stirrer. He says things and does things and tweets things and encourages bad behavior among his followers. And they get away with it time and time again. This message goes out to the Trump terrorist motorcade that buzzed by my Jeep while I was driving down a main road 
in my hometown this morning. To the oversized green truck in the lane to my right with the license number that read HWG 6925. Yeah, you. With the three armed domestic terrorists wearing military fatigue and ski masks. Sitting in the truck bed flipping me off. Showing your firearms and your Trump flags waving in the wind as you shouted, F Biden and F you. That was, of course, due to my Biden decals and an anti-Trump decal on my Jeep. I was equally impressed by the black monster truck in front of me, which the vanity plate read, America won, and had four armed Trump terrorists in that truck bed flipping me off while the driver kept tapping on his brakes. And let's not forget the red pickup behind me, honking his horn and flashing his lights and riding my backside down the road. I'd love to know what the difference is between your group and a group of Islamic terrorists who parade around in pickup trucks and a mini army of scared and stupid little boys playing soldier with their terrorist flags waving in the wind. Can you tell me what the difference is between the two of you? I'd love to know what the difference is between your little hate troop and the Nazi party parading around in makeshift motorcades, heavily armed, waving weapons, saluting to your Fuhrer, intimidating bystanders and hurling threats. I would love for you to explain that. And like I said over the weekend, the Biden campaign ran into a similar issue along a busy Texas highway. The same type of intimidation and domestic terrorism that took place. The Trump motorcade circled a Biden campaign bus and buzzed in and out of traffic in an attempt to slow them down and drive them off the road. A Biden staffer, like I said, had their vehicle struck by one of the Trump terrorists while on this highway. The police have been notified. I myself notified the police in my town about what had just transpired. And you know what the cops said to me? The local police said to me, well, they were probably just fooling around. What did you do to piss them off? He asked me. And I'm well acquainted with a lot of officers in my town. And this schlup makes a comment like that as to blame me for having an opposing view. He obviously bleeds MAGA knowing this guy, the way he spoke to me, the way he handled it. And I said, I'm so glad you're keeping our streets safe. Thanks for nothing. As I drove off, I was told I should contact the state highway patrol, which I did. And they said, oh, we'll get someone on that right away. We'll look into this, quote unquote. We'll see how far that goes. The FBI is currently involved in investigating this act of domestic terrorism against Biden's motorcade. Trump's remarks about the whole ordeal, like I said, you got to love Texas. This is who Trump is, and it's what he's always been. He applauded the Proud Boys. He's applauded neo-Nazis. Commended the KKK and the Aryan Brotherhood on being fine people. Calling them fine people. Trump has refused to denounce white supremacy every time he has been asked to do so. This is who they serve and worship. This is their Fuhrer. This level of national lunacy will hopefully come to an end on November 3rd, Election Day, which is tomorrow. When this is all over and the landfills are covered with red MAGA hats, Trump terrorists can then feel free to remove their Trump flags. 
their banners, their yard signs, their decals and hats. However, the stain on their soul for having supported such a chaotic, corrupt, and insane leader will forever remain. Anyone who takes this maniacal lunatic seriously as a qualified or sane leader, I have serious questions about their own mental health. For example, Trump doubled down on questioning the transfer of power if he loses the election while speaking to supporters in Virginia. President Trump again raised the prospect of refusing to accept the election results on November 3rd. Trump has repeatedly spread disinformation that mail-in votes are exposed to fraud and Democrats plotting to steal the election. We're not going to stand for it, he said in Atlanta. A Republican watch group investigated these claims and many other claims Trump has made. And they've come to the conclusion that it's not it's unfounded. These things are being made up by him. He is spreading deliberately spreading disinformation. He is the proprietor of fake news. Trump has long refused to countenance the prospect of defeat and stirs doubts about the legitimacy of contents and contests he might lose. President Trump has warned supporters that he will not be cheated in the election and said, we are not going to stand for it. If you lose by a landslide, jackass, you're going to have to stand for it, just as those who voted you out will stand against you. Trump has repeatedly spread disinformation that mail-in votes are exposed to fraud and that Democrats are plotting to steal the election. He returned to the theme at a rally last week, claiming postal ballots were a scam. He said, we're not going to lose this except if they cheat. He continued, and we don't want a very friendly transition, but we don't want to be cheated either and be stupid. And we know that there were thousands and thousands of ballots that made the difference through cheating. We're not going to stand for it. Once again, this is unfounded. Earlier, he joked to supporters about being in power for 12 more years, quote unquote, joked, according to the report. Consistently, the president at rallies, his little hate rallies, has called on supporters to act as poll watchers to guard against election fraud. And what they're planning to do is go in and intimidate people and try to get them to turn away from voting out of using fear tactics, much like neo-Nazis or the Nazis or the Klan or the Aryan Brotherhood or the Proud Boys or any of Trump's little terrorist organizations, splinter groups he has. The FBI director warns, contradicted the president last week, we have not seen historically any kind of coordinated national voter fraud effort in a major election, whether it's by mail or otherwise, he told the Senate Homeland Security Committee. Democrats say that the president seeks to delegitimize thousands of mail-in votes to cling to power illegally should he lose in the election. Mary Trump, the niece of President Donald Trump, said a few weeks ago that her uncle would go farther than you can possibly imagine if he loses the presidential election, she said to the Huffington Post.
Historians and experts on fascism warn that Trump is behaving like the dictators the U.S. is often leading the way to condemn on the global stage. Now, since when have we become a nation that has gone from toppling bullies, destroying fascist regimes, to actually electing one into office? Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. So it looks like we're at a crossroads as a nation. We've not been this divided in a long time. Not in my lifetime have I ever seen us this divided. I'm 45 years old, and I've lived through about seven American presidents. There was Ford, Carter, Reagan, George H. Walker Bush, Clinton. Then there was George W. Bush. Obama, and now Trump. Oh my God, that's eight presidents. I'm really old. Anyway, I've never in my life seen us this divided as a nation. Other people who are significantly older that lived during the Vietnam era, which was just a few years before I was born, uh, also say that the nation was greatly divided then. But now in their 70s, they fear of a more serious outcome than what they experienced during the civil rights movement. They say people are more prone to sporadic violence now. There's like no moral compass or consciousness to these people. They just sort of act on impulse and they use social media as their sounding board, as a call to arms. And more like-minded people are being reached by these lunatics who are creating an online presence and creating fake news propaganda, false truths. Half-truths, if even the word truth can be used loosely at this point. And to those who are basing their vote as a result of one issue and one issue alone, that being abortion, you're kidding yourself if you think the GOP really has the best interest of the unborn in their, in their agenda. You look at the thousands of displaced children that have been separated by their families, from their families, separated from their families by our own government. And you call yourself pro-life and you ignore these displaced children because they happen to be white. They happen to not be white and they happen to not be Protestant. But they're brown children who are more than likely raised as Catholic. So they're not even on your radar because you're more interested and being pro-birth than you are pro-life. That's the fact of the matter. You're not really pro-life at all if you're basing your vote on that issue alone and you call yourself pro-life. You're not. You vote for people that you know and that openly and willingly pass and vote for policies that got benefits to the poor and the downtrodden. And you call yourself pro-life.
and these measures are taken, and so is the ability to survive being taken away from people in need. Jesus wants us to seek and save the lost. Jesus wants us to help our brother, give them our coat if they need. If Jesus were around today and pulled the stunt like, I don't know, feeding the 5,000 with just a few loaves of bread and a few fish, the powers that be, the current GOP, which I refer to as modern-day Pharisees, would call Jesus a socialist radical, the radical left, the violent left. He would be seen as a vigilante inciting violence and rebellion. The GOP that considers themselves to be practicing Christians seem to be doing the exact opposite of what Christ commanded us to do, if not so much command, but suggested, since we are creatures of free will, and that's how God made us. Jesus came here in the flesh after God went through his phase of being vengeful and angry and jealous God and flooding and turning people into pillars of salt and destroying cities and toppling cities with fire from the sky. When he came here in the flesh as Jesus, instead of just being a scientist who creates something or an inventor who creates something and just steps back and watches it do its thing, he actually got down in the dirt with his own creation and completely empathized with what he had done, what he had created, and saw us on a whole other level and could identify with the trials and tribulation of being human, which is why Jesus was kind of chill about everything. He had his expectations, still does. He has his expectations and things that he said, look, I want you to do this. Can you do it this way? Not that if you don't do it this way, I'm going to turn you into a pillar of salt. He's kind of like, look, you know, you're my kids. I know you're always going to follow me in the end. I'm always here to accept you with open arms and love you because I'm a God of empathy. I'm a God of love and trust and compassion. But the current powers that be, the GOP, have completely violated the teachings of Jesus Christ and have weaponized it and used it as a political playing card during every election and have dangled the proverbial carrot in front of pro-lifers, making them think that this is what God wants us to do. This is a commandment that we have to follow, that we're going to destroy abortion and stop abortion and murdering of innocent lives, not considering that not everything's black and white. There are gray issues such as there's a medical emergency. The mother could die. The child could die. They could both die. You got to make a choice. You can't just sit back and say, oh, Lord, make it work. God helps those who help themselves. And he created science and medicine and put people into positions to perfect things and make things better and prolong life and make it more sustainable. And we're called to protect this planet. It's our home currently. We're not called to pass laws and policies that will eventually lead to the destruction of this planet because nothing is less pro-life than that. Or when you're sitting back in your white churches and you're like, uh, they crossed here illegally. Not my problem. But if these were white children and white people being thrown in cages, 
you better believe the far right would be up in arms over this. But they're brown people, so it doesn't matter. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available. And last spring, my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. That is all the time I have for today's episode. Please get out and vote if you haven't already. Flush the turd November 3rd. Do what's right and vote for Biden. Dump Trump. We have got to topple Trump's regime. It is important for all of us who have a working conscience, who have a moral compass, who have an obligation to do what's right, what's civil. The duty to our Constitution, our democracy demands it. This man has spent four years dismantling everything the last eight presidents have set in motion. He has single-handedly destroyed the GOP from within, and he has hijacked Christian evangelicals and has weaponized Christianity and made a mockery of the office that he holds. Please get out and do what's right if you've not voted yet. Go now, go tomorrow since it's the day to vote, go and vote him out. I beg of you. This is Neil Parks. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is